Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How you doing this week? I am doing pretty good. Uh, we got a snowstorm in the forecast up here, and uh, we're recording this just before Christmas. So, uh, yeah, snowstorm and Christmas going together. I'm looking forward to that. Nice, nice. Yeah, we have some inclement weather, I think, coming coming here. Um, so I haven't really looked at all the forecast to see how much of it's going to be like snow here during Christmas. But I suspect for you, once snow lands, it kind of just stays there for a bit. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, hopefully uh, this will be the last of the, you know, melting and we can have like snow all the way through till March or whatever it is. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What's uh, what's going on with you this week? So, yeah, I thought I'd share a couple interesting things this week. So before we get to the topic, um, given that this is also probably our last recording of the year, right? So given that we record every other week, and we're probably not recording next week. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know how I love our stats. So I did go <laughs> ahead and look and try to just look at like what our most popular episodes were mm-hmm. for the year. Okay. Um, do you want to guess? I know you never look at the stats, but would you want to guess mm. what you think the most there's, there's, yeah, the, what the most downloaded episode? I'm going to guess that episode we did about the SAS report it had like um state of SAS or something like that. We did like a two part around that. Oh, that was like, like that was one of our earliest episodes, right? Really? No, that was like this year, wasn't it? The state of SAS one. I thought we did one this year. I don't like where we went through the SAS report and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's. I'll tell you what. It's not in the top like fifty. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that's a pretty bad guess. All right, so, hit me. What's uh, what's one that was popular? So the most popular one this year was the uh, seven years to twenty two k MRR and zombie startups. Mm. If you recall yeah. that one, yeah, okay. That was the one we were talking about. Like you know people taking somebody doing like an uptime monitoring service that took them forever to get to uh, like profitability, but they did it and it took them like seven years. And we're like, is that worth it or what? Right. Right. So yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. yeah no, that was, a, that was a good one. And then uh, our second most one, which sort of surprised me, I'll just say our top three. So our, so our second most popular one Um funny enough was at the beginning of last year, which was Josh and they discuss goal setting for 2022, I guess. So, mm. All right. Cool. Goal setting. I guess we'll have to do another episode of that pretty soon. I think so. I think that's probably what it's telling us. So uh, we'll see <laughs> if that's an anomaly or people actually care about how we set goals. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the third one was the small bets question mark. Josh says no way. <laughs> <laughs> nice well it just like sounds like conflict when you just read the title yeah so so those uh, interestingly enough the, uh the first one the that i mentioned the seven years to 22k mrr and zombie startups that was published in uh july mm. and then small bets was also published like near the middle 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 of july so they were actually maybe like peak listenership 
mm-hmm. peak peak attention we were getting, uh, peak Josh tweeting. I don't know. It's uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe that was that bot thing that I wired up that would just like hit it randomly. Maybe sweet. that's what that was. It was like, let me keep Josh happy with stats and, and just <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate has some, uh, private VPN bots just hitting, hitting different downloads. I don't know. Uh, I'm kidding. That's cool. <laughs> so anyway, so for today, um, not related, but I did think there was sort of, I don't know, may, maybe there's not a lot of controversy on this topic, but it is the, I think you've probably heard this before. I know I've heard it many times. I've heard people regurgitate this advice in terms of idea validation or coming up with product ideas or, uh, and the, the concept is basically, is your idea a, a painkiller or a vitamin? Okay. Well, maybe explain what you mean by that for people who aren't too sure. Uh, yeah, I guess without my judgment on it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the, it's the, I think the general concept is, you know, is this a must have or is it a like nice to have mm. type of product or does it okay. like solve a pain point that is like, like a burning, like, Hey, my arms falling off pain point or like, Ooh, uh, I'd like to, that sweatshirt looks good on me in green. And I'd like that. Mm, okay. So like the difference between like going to the gym and like, um, I don't know, sleeping when you're sick it's like when you're sick you gotta you gotta fix yourself when you're sick but like going to the gym though like that seems like a aspirational goal of some sort right right i mean so the general notion is trying to get founders to think about painkillers because it's easier to sell painkillers where someone is like you know has something that they need to kind Mm -hmm. of fix right away Right. You're not appealing to someone's aspirations. You're appealing to like solve problem, hair on fire kind of idea. Right. So that's, that's the general. Have you, have you heard that advice before? I have. And, uh, yeah, I've been told before, oh, don't make that product. That's a vitamin product. You know, you're going to have to convince people to buy that. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't understand, but cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was funny as I, I uh, before this, I was having lunch with uh, my wife and we we're talking about it. And I, I asked her, you know, I was like, hey, here's the topic for the podcast today. And she's she also has like a nursing background. So to mm-hmm. her, it just she had you know trouble wrapping her head around. She's like, wait, like, I just think of <laughs> vitamins as preventative. Right. And mm. and, and in terms of healthcare and that type of thing you think of am i am i treating a a symptom or am i you know or am i uh like am i is it treatment or is it or is it like preventative care right right and i guess probably where a lot of people would um confuse this is like yeah vitamins vitamins are a good thing that a lot of people do um that isn't really a heavy lift and uh, for a business owner, it's very different. Like there is so many problems to solve that like going to the vitamin level is like, yeah, you must be really bored. Um, and that seems pretty uncommon <laughs> that someone would reach for the vitamin category. They're typically trying to solve uh, a problem or they're going to dig for the next problem. Okay. At least in my so, opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Is like, 
initially I used to like this advice. I think it would be kind of the, the challenge I think is oftentimes people will use that as a way of saying, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, you said a friend kind of told you, it's like, Oh, that's going to be really hard to sell is that it's not a painkiller. So essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, and initially I thought that was good because I think I've probably given that advice before too. And Mm -hmm. um, when I did think about it more because I started just really thinking about even products that are out there and what are, what products truly are painkillers and what products truly are like, vitamins right i mean even the literal vitamin like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a daily daily vitamin versus a you know aspirin or something like that yeah um, it's sort of interesting i think those are a little bit different though i think it's more like um like blood pressure meds versus like vitamin c like if you're going to really use a comparison because i think that the the painkiller apps are ones that like you need you, you need, but you also generally need them on an ongoing basis. And if you don't have them, then that pain immediately comes back. Um, whereas I think with like vitamins and that sort of category of things, it's a little bit different. Hmm, interesting. Cause you took it on a like SAS recurring basis. I'm <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking in that in terms of, is this something that re- it's a recurring problem versus like. Right. But I think that's one of the benefits of the SAS, the SAS way that uh, isn't obvious from the the comparison, I guess. There, okay, I could see that. I mean, I, I definitely think that's some a criteria for SaaS. If we're mm-hmm. I don't want to diverge too far into SaaS, I know this is searching for SaaS, but <laughs> but in terms of, uh, yeah, I could see I could see that, and that is a criteria of just saying is it a recurring problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. does this need to be? continuously solved or or is having this running like you know keep giving you a perpetual benefit versus like did i just need it that one time yeah so it sounded like you're saying that you didn't completely think it was good advice to talk about vitamins versus painkillers is that what you're getting to uh yeah kind of <laughs> so, all right let's let's have it so yeah i mean i guess my my point is Oftentimes people use it as a reductive statement, right? Like just saying, I never hear people going that now that's a painkiller. It's really more like that's not a painkiller. And -hmm. it's almost used as a way of trying to just tell someone you don't think it's a good idea. Um, And, and I, and I tried to dig into like the history of it. And I, I asked on Twitter today, I said, Hey, does anyone know where this came from? Because I'm sure someone is like, oh, is this coined by yeah, like, yeah. Paul Graham or someone? And it probably is. I bet it's probably like, I bet Paul Graham has written about this. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, although his his classic advice is always the, you know, I think make things people want. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's just a little generic, but, it, you know, it's, it's still a good guiding light for some things. But um and, and someone posted one like of a, a an old article in 2008. Uh, I think the person is Don Don Dodge, and I think he's like a pretty well known like investor for a long time or something like that. I mean, the the website is really old. It's TypePad page and from 2008. But essentially, he was just saying like he would use this uh, to, you know, he had like a quick validation framework for himself it was like is this a nice to have or is it a got to have um 
again, the, the vitamin versus painkiller. How much will people pay for this? And is this a product or a feature? So he kind of used these as just a general like level setting for himself. So uh, my biggest challenge with this, the reason why I, I really don't like it now, it's only like a recent epiphany, is is I think it really just depends on your level of awareness, right? So if you're really thinking marketing and you're thinking, you know, the if you've seen that kind of funnel of like awareness where it starts with unaware, right? Yeah, and then the yeah. next one is problem aware. The one further down is solution aware. Uh, next is product aware. And the last one is most aware. So it kind of helps you think about content, helps you think about, like sales and marketing and what you have to do to essentially hopefully convince a person all the way to the bottom um, mm -hmm. and where they come in and awareness is going to change what you're basically trying to talk about to get them to the next step. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because if you tell someone who is, you know, not very convinced that they need vitamins, they're going to be like, meh, whatever. But if you tell someone that, you know, you're going to die without this thing, you know, if they finally, if they, go along with that advice, then they are going to want your thing. Like it's a painkiller, right? Like it's going to be uh, the most important thing to them. So that makes sense. Along yeah, with the, yeah. Yeah. Where it also goes into like a market segment perspective of like a, a bodybuilder that spends a lot of time at the gym, mm -hmm. like vitamins to him are probably like, like I'm worried I'm wasting my time in the gym. If I'm not feeding my body the right, nutrients yeah. and vitamins that are maximizing the time I'm spending in the gym to reach my goals. Like that's yeah. painful. Like that's actually like, you know, under optimization. And, and that bothers me as I spend five day, you know, five hours a day in the gym or five yeah. hours yeah, a day. In the gym. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like that's where I thought you were going to go with this was the market segments thing. Cause like different groups of people care differently about your app. Right. Um, you know, if you've got HubSpot, you're, your typical, uh, you know, small business owner probably doesn't care about HubSpot. But if you're someone that's running like a, a larger sales organization or something like that, um, you know, it's going to be more important to you. Yeah. So I, I did think it was so, so I, that kind of puts me in that perspective of if it goes back to the idea of validation and mm -hmm. someone is giving a judgment, like, should you take that judgment that someone just says, Oh, that's just, that's just a vitamin. That's not a painkiller. Like, again, yeah. I feel like it sounds reductive. And then it's also like, you don't necessarily, are you a bodybuilder or are you a, a person that, you know, it's almost like, should you take that? And I feel like also for a founder coming up with ideas and using that as a litmus test for them, mm -hmm. it, it just seems like you just need to do more research and it seems very high level. It's true. Yeah, I think it does simplify things a little bit too much because really what that person is doing is they're saying, of all the people that I know, I don't think very many people would care about this deeply. Um, and they're simplifying that down into one statement where they might have like, you know, one person that they know that would actually care about that. And that could be the person that you're, you're trying to target, right? Um, so I do think it's an oversimplification. I think you're right with that. I do think it is helpful on some level because um, I don't know if you're going to make like uh, the next Uber note, um, you know, there's a, oh, no. that's, that's really like a, that is in general, a vitamin type of product, right? There are a small group of people for whom that, you know, they care a lot about those. Um, 
but I think that's pretty, that's something that you probably could classify as a vitamin and be pretty right about. Well, I don't know. I mean, look at Notion now, right? So like, I think we've talked about this before, companies like Notion and Asana and ClickUp and all these massive billion dollar valuation businesses. I mean, that was the same idea. Yeah, it's true. But like, there's a reason you didn't continue doing Ubernote, right? Like, sure, you could research more, um, but you also have to like, you can't be searching for like one in however many millions of people. Like it has to be a, you have to be able to reach those people. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think what those solutions that I listed had right that, that Ubernote didn't was it was important to somebody. It was a painkiller for somebody, you know, whether it was more a B2B play than it was a B2C play, you know, there was like, if you look at Asana and those types of things, they almost took the tact more from a project management angle, right? Mm -hmm. And that just happens to also be, like a great user experience for you to store your other to do's and other notes and other like, you know, um, yeah. brain musings, so to speak. So I wonder if the other part that maybe is being conveyed with the whole vitamins versus painkillers is the, like the, um, how bad is the problem? Like, is it such a bad problem that I must get a solution right now? And like, is the, like the pain acute or is it like a more of a dull pain? Cause I think of something like, um, like you're talking about Asana or like even like Trello might fit into like the whole project management side of things. And there's a lot of those tools. And for some people, that problem is not a very big problem. And for them, it would be more like on the, the vitamin end. Um, right. But there are other people who like they would, you know, they would have a really tough go if they didn't have their Trello board. Um, right. Sure, sure. They could use other solutions, but um, yeah. No, a hundred percent. And that's, I think, part of the point too of like thinking about like it requires more research though to find figure out what those who those people are and how big that market is and what is the true like you know what is the true job to be done that they're doing or solving with that product Mm -hmm. um because that's why i started to think about in terms of like just like think about other examples like you know we talked to pete caputa so data box for example vitamin or painkiller. I don't know. It's probably to a certain perspective, to a certain person. I know they sell a lot to agencies, but it's probably a painkiller for an agency, mm-hmm. but it might be a vitamin to someone who is less data driven and kind of just checking the boxes and doing the things. And, and maybe they're not like overly concerned about, you know, performance and metrics and other things. So to them, it's like, eh, who cares? Like, why, why do I care about a dashboard? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, that's interesting because there is also like um, the one on the one side of it, you might say that every app for someone is a painkiller, otherwise it wouldn't exist. But there could also be things that are just low lift. Like I think of like how many like products that have like a big freemium tier, um, like a, a to do list app or something like that, um, where it's you know it maybe it isn't a painkiller for a segment of the market, but it's like a um, it has enough value that someone's willing to use it, I guess. And that's where the, you know, it's a vitamin, it's a bad idea might not really work. Yeah. I think the to-do last to the to-do list one is an interesting one only because like, I think it, arguably even within the same light, a certain to-do list, like you said, is probably a painkiller for somebody because it like 
if that developer that built it, it probably perfectly matches their expectations and the way a to-do list. Or, so it is it is a painkiller to them, but mm-hmm. now you're getting into like market sizing and also the ability to reach those people. Like how can you find those people at scale or, or even just find the right, you know, like resonance with enough people to make it quote unquote a business or not. Right. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But I think your general advice that you need to research more and figure things out more. I think that's, that's a good one. I think that's like, that was so many things to startups where people give advice and, you know, they're like, Oh, you should do this or you should do that. And, uh, I think it's a lot of oversimplification in advice that's given, um, you know, researching and knowing your customer and understanding their pain. I think is the probably the crux of it all. Right. Yeah. And it's hard, right? It's hard because I think as humans, sometimes when you're out there hungry, trying to get started on a business or want to work on something, you're just like looking for the idea and looking for enough yeses. So at least you feel like it's not all on you, uh, that, that you made this decision kind of in a silo. Um, and you want Mm -hmm. some, social proof and some other validation that you're not wasting your time. Right. So, um, it's a yeah, challenge because like you just, you do want like a yes or no thing, right? You want, everyone <laughs> wants, everyone loves these frameworks and a lot, there's a lot of frameworks that are really good to help people, but it's also contextual, right. On, uh, should you be using this or not? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I feel that pain. <laughs> uh, I wonder though, like, like it seems like there's a lot of uh, founders who are kind of repeat founders and um, they seem to kind of get a knack for that of like figuring out, you know, what, what pains are valid ones and worth pursuing and which ones are not. I wonder if it's kind of a skill like that. If, you know, a better way to to learn that stuff might not be to use a framework, but rather to uh, be exposed to, both good and bad choices of others and somehow then form your, your understanding. So experience you're saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like, like experience, like that you don't have to, you know, you could get that experience in, you know, an afternoon or two. I don't know. <laughs> that would be kind of neat. Ask- Someone can make that please. Yeah. Like, or, or what we really need is like the matrix. Remember those, you put yes. in those cartridges and it's just like, <laughs> I know uh, Kung Fu or whatever. It plugs it in and it just like downloads, you know, uh, thousands of years of, of history on technique. And all of a sudden it's all done in there as if you like spent the time, learned it all yourself. Yeah. Like imagine though, like if you, if you could, um, the way that we listen to podcasts, if you could, you know, listen to, um, you know, someone building their business and the decisions that they're making as they go, if that was all vocalized and also their customer interactions were vocalized and that just by, you know, that if you had like a stream of that, um, I, I think that could be very useful as a way to understand how people think in that, but I so like listening to this, listening to this podcast, like is, is maybe <laughs> helping somebody just tap into our stream of consciousness. Yeah, you know, like that's that's what I really like about some of the business podcasts I listen to. Um, the ones where people talk about like I made this decision and why, and they're not willing. They don't shy away from like little details. They they just go for it. Um, right. I find that super helpful because it's like, oh, you did this because of this and this. Interesting. I would not have made that choice. That's how it turned out. 
okay, maybe there's some good things I can kind of learn from this. Right. Yeah, no, that's, I agree. Those are the best ones where especially they're telling a story or they have a great interviewer that is also kind of like pushing for the details or asking, you know, further questions that bring a better context to their decisions. It's not just like, I did this and I'm awesome, right? It's just like, (laughs) well, I did this and this failed or why? What else did you try? You know, and they, and they get into sort of, again, more of that, like, as much as you could see through their eyes. And of course you're mm-hmm. going to have a, they're a biased lens. Um, um, but at the same time, that's, that's, there's a lot of, I think I, I definitely speed up my business learning by just like listening to these and then applying against my own experiences or my own worldviews and whatnot to just, you know, come up with other decisions and other, other approaches on different things. So. Yeah, totally. The path to knowledge. So. Yep. So cool. So if I hear people say painkiller vitamin, (laughs) I may cringe a little and I'll probably just not really respond and just say, thank you. (laughs) um, Beware uh, all Twitter users. Yeah. So, uh, but, but anyway, so cool. Uh, Anything else for today? Nate? No, I think that's it. Merry Christmas, everybody. And happy new year. Yeah, yeah. Next and next time we'll do our uh we'll we'll plan for our goals for 2023 now that we have to do that one next. So, <laughs> of course, definitely. Awesome. All right. Talk to you later, Nate. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Nate Bosher and Josh is at JLogic. If you're a new listener, uh, check out some of our most popular episodes, episode 52, seven years to 22 MRR and zombie startups, or episode 30, review sites are a necessary evil and hacks to get around them. Thanks again.